0: It's a good show. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Storm. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other
1: stuff that never happened. freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting.
0: I'm cheap But I'll spend money On air conditioning Like I won't Part with money But I'll run the air Well into I'll keep the air on When it's the same Temperature outside Hmm I don't care I don't give a shit I mean I, like of all that, You know Yeah the I'll, environment's Bad and everything give a but shit. I do But I won't put it on in the car I'll sweat my ass Off in the car Are we rolling? Yeah Oh okay Yeah we're talking about it We're getting into it <laughs>
1: Uh, really? So that's your one, uh, luxury that you afford yourself. Is... I won't put
0: it on the car when you need it. Like when you're going to show up somewhere and you show up somewhere, but at home,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, air on. And then I'll put on a hoodie if I need to. Yeah.
1: If it were up to me, I'd never run the air or the heat.
0: Yeah. But you got a weird, mm-hmm. uh, masochism thing going on. No, I think so it's whichever just, we decided was it's the one.
1: it's the van. It's the van background. Like it just it it just made me an amphibian i just adapted my
0: surroundings i don't think that's what amphibian means yeah
1: hey, hot or cold hot-blooded cold-blooded whatever you need
0: no it's just land or water yeah but they're... you were always on land the, the van was also not a boat <laughs> then you could use the word amphibian uh it sounded good yeah i mean you, you did use a big word yeah you don't you, you don't spoil yourself with anything that you live in an apartment
1: I mean, it, seriously. If if when I'm home alone, I never turn the air on. In the in the winter, I never you turn it the on. They're button
0: up the furniture. Yeah, just I don't just care. Butt sweating on we everything. Got, we
1: got a got ceiling fan. We got uh, one of the uh, oscillating fans, but uh, that's all I need. You know, got to open the door, screened in, got the little sliding screen door. Yeah. You know, open that up a little bit, and boom.
0: No way. Chill it off. I want to be able to not need a refrigerator. That's how cold I'm right <laughs> Brandy Posey had a real funny joke about something like Dad's on vacation. It was just an excuse for them to run the air. We're putting it at 58. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> it's an hotel room with frigid air conditioning. Man, Dad's do love
1: that. I was thinking about that uh, the other day. You know what? Um... Form of of technology dads really have embraced wholeheartedly. At least my dad did before he died. I kind of want to guess some other dads. Uh, a form of technology they're like, yes, I will do that to the max. Hmm.
0: I don't know. Now, no.
1: tracking packages. My dad, I, love, tra- I yes. love it. Your yeah, dad was all about tracking yeah, packages. He loved tracking packages, you know, just getting on the website. Oh, it's at St. Louis now. It's <laughs> out for shipment. You
0: know what? <laughs> it, it, when some, t- it, it, you know, if all you need is little rewards mm-hmm. of knowing something's getting closer, I agree. Because then there's nothing more infuriating where it's like it's stuck somewhere. Yeah. Or like, oh, we've lost. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't you do this to me, FedEx. Yeah. I've been watching this thing come from Bangor, Maine. we made it through the routing center in D.C. We yeah. touched down in Denver. Don't get tell me this shit's getting lost in the Rockies. Yeah,
1: but yeah, that you know he didn't know how to download a podcast, didn't know what Netflix was, didn't know what it. It Netflix, Netflix singular. Yeah, they got Net- one movie. Netflix, <laughs> a pretty popular service. <laughs> but man, as soon as that technology only was made available, got one season of
0: Coach on there.
1: but he loved tracking packages. Like whenever he'd have to mail me something, he'd give me the rundown. He'd give me the tracking number. Look, Mm -hmm. I've already tracked it today. It's you know like, all right, it'll, it'll get here. Don't worry, dad.
0: Yeah. That I, my mom's thing, I guess it's not technology. My mom loved, uh, warranties. I used to do a joke about it, but about how, like if she'd get me something, like she got me like a, years ago not an iPod but uh some like like version of it by another company oh, and just i got the warranty the she, extended warranty she pay extra for yeah. yeah and she's like Kyle it covers everything <laughs> it if you drop it you could drop it in water it could i'm like when am i going to drop like what do you think i'm just <gasps> like and it was just i couldn't stop her from ex- just coming up with scenarios mm-hmm. In which this warranty would be helpful, you know, just mm-hmm. anything. You could run over it with your car. You could do all this stuff. Can I exchange it for a real iPod? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, warranties were big for for parents. No. When, when parents try so hard to get the right gift for you and they just miss, and like the guilt of like, ah, it's, I kind of yeah. want the other thing though.
1: Yeah, my parents were good about uh, early on. They figured out like once I became an adult and was out on my own, like just Mm. cash or gift cards. They just send cash in the mail.
0: My mom, God bless her, loves like trying to lock down Uh perfect gifts. That's good though. That's nice. No, and it is thought, but then it's it's frustrating for someone. You like I need nothing. Yeah. It's like, well, what's something you don't need? I'm like, well, then I don't want it. <laughs> you know, Christmas is such a big holiday mm-hmm. that it's a little heartbreaking to say, like, what if we just don't do gifts? Like, but you have to have gifts. Like, give the money to a charity in my day. Like, I mm-hmm. It's nice when somebody's like, you know what I won't get for myself? You know, like, get, me you know what? I like a nice Vitamix blender. Uh-huh. I would never get that for myself. And to give somebody that idea, you know.
1: Or the, the hot air balloon ride. That, yeah, well, no, you she got. really stepped up with that. I mean, that's that, something you know? would never get yourself. Yeah,
0: get, jumping in with me and my sister, getting each other to chat. Yeah. Now I have, like, the one, I think it was uh, when I was 40, I got the PlayStation 4 with the headphones so I could play with my friends. And I was like...
1: So I could play it with my so friends. Really thoughtful, well, you guys. I could, really- play,
0: <laughs> I could play with my friends,
1: and even if they don't come over, I, they could stay I, at their house, and I could play I with was them there. I Sitting
0: on the floor of the living room with gift wrap around me, going, "And this because Bob has one, and Jesse has one, and then they talk, but then I don't get to talk to them when they play, and I live so far away. But now I can just talk to them and play the games that they play.
1: Oh, man, that's funny. What's, um, and this you know, we're nowhere near Christmas, but what's the best Christmas or birthday gift you've ever received like, say, when you were a child? Nowhere
0: near Christmas. Talked to my mom yesterday. Listen, this year, $25 grab bag. i like, it is September 12th, mom. She's already prepared. She's, I'm just telling you now. I'm like, you wow. can tell me now. You can tell me next month. You need to tell me December 15th because that is when I will go shopping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be- best gift? Yeah. Anything stick out? it's like holy crap i can't believe they got me that my mom always crushed it uh-huh. they always crushed it and another and it was always a build up like we we were like i always thought i always felt like we were middle class uh-huh. but i think looking back it was like lower middle class and me and my sister we never got like gifts throughout the year got mm-hmm. toys bought for us and nor did, did we want them we were yeah. I think raised well in a place that we weren't spoiled. We were never like, mm-hmm. you see the parents, like they can't even take their kid to a store. I want this and then yeah. a temper tantrum in the oh, store. Oh, we never pulled that shit. No, it was never a part of Like, no, you have Christmas and you have a birthday. Yeah. And that's when you get stuff. Yeah, that's when
1: you get stuff that you didn't
0: earn. Yeah,
1: you know exactly. Because it's Christmas, because yeah. it's your birthday. Otherwise,
0: mow along, get you know get an allowance, do, yeah. stuff, do some chores, get paid for it, mm-hmm. and then see if you want to part with that money. Understand the value of money. Yeah. And see if you want to part with it now. How important is that to you? Um, but they, she was always good around, like always, Oh God, it's a bad year. You guys We don't mm-hmm. have a lot of Christmas is not good. She, Christmas is her holiday, mm-hmm. but at no time. And I well, I get sentimental to like, at no time do we ever feel like we are poor. Yeah. She, same. Oh, like Christmas was always like, <clears throat> cause also not being raised, you know, materialistically, I didn't know if things were expensive or not. I just mm-hmm. knew like Legos, that's going to be a surefire bet. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into skateboarding or, or BMX stuff, anything related to that, you're going to crush it. Yeah. And then later on, like any guitar center stuff, when I was like, you know, really into playing guitar, get like gift mm. certificate over there. Yeah. But my mom hated getting gift certificates. She wanted, like, they would always give me clothes. They would always give me, like, she would give me clothes. Mm-hmm. My dad clearly was just like, you're doing the shopping, Dad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so. Put my name on
0: it. Yeah, yeah, put my name on it. <laughs> Uh, you know the clothes were always definitely like the. Uh, this is what we wish you dressed like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's not gonna. Ugh. Don't don't do clothes. My socks and underpants, awesome. Now they just get me weird. Like, my mom got me something called a man crate. He had a machete and a hatchet in it. Hell yeah. And beef jerky. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool.
1: Yeah. To contradict. You? Well, most- to contradict. My statement, like we never got gifts unless birthday or Christmas, mm. but every now and then, Dad would throw a wild card. Oh yeah! And I remember vividly, I was like four or five, and it was it was nobody's birthday, Christmas was months away, and I, I don't know if he had just maybe gotten a raise or mm-hmm. so a promotion or something, but uh, he just came home one Friday night, and uh, he got my brother a Fisher Price turntable. I remember what it looked like. It was like like tan all around, and then had like the those. yellow. the I have one of those. The needle yep. arm was yellow, and we and and, and of course, it got us a couple of little like um, Charlie Brown records. I don't know if you remember those. They were like they were they weren't as big as like a full LP. No forty fives. Like, but uh, I guess they were maybe forty fives. So I guess they had to be. But and they also came with a book. So mm. like you'd put the record on and. Charlie, uh, uh, Charlie yeah, they'd be you'd acting go it through out
0: the pictures. Yeah, sure and you'd, do. You'd,
1: you'd flip through it. So he got my brother that, and he got me Incredible Hulk strap-on roller skates. Where Uh-oh. I they think were locked down on your feet. Yes, shackle stuff. Yeah, 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 they they. Go over your shoe mm-hmm. or your socks or whatever, but you didn't have to like take your shoe yep. off. And uh, but like incre- the like near the toe was just the Incredible Hulk's face looking yeah. back up at you. And uh, I thought that was the greatest thing mm-hmm. in the world. And I just just roller skated up and down the street all night. Just yeah. and me and my brother both we were like
0: consulting each other like. What does this mean? Like... You guys getting divorced? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's got to be something going on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not just going to be nice for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was making the joke. Like, oh, I, ate a meal. I ate the kind of meal that you get when your parents are about to tell you they're getting divorced. <laughs> like when you really treat yourself. Like, I, I, you know, I can't eat another bite, but go on, throw some pie and ice cream yeah. on the back end of it. Oh, man. We're gonna, we're, I think we're getting about to get some bad news. That's what it felt like, but there was mm-hmm. no bad news. It
1: was just like, you know, not to go down that thing again, getting mm-hmm. all sentimental about pops. But like later in life, he explained like, no, I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted y'all to have the childhood I didn't have. Like he had a terrible childhood nobody bought him shit you know he was yeah. kicked around and i think he was just like hey i got a, a couple extra bucks this week in my paycheck I'm spending all my boys and we were like
0: wow what a nice what, but what a nice thing when you hear more about like, you hear the stories about somebody whose parents had a shitty childhood like this is how it is mm-hmm. and then they just pass that back along with their absolutely kids, as opposed to uh, you know i think we're both lucky in the fact yeah. that i was like no you guys will be all right like to well, never n- grow up knowing you were yeah. We weren't dirt poor, like mm-hmm. oh, we were hungry. It was like, but I know we didn't. There wasn't a lot of money mm-hmm. to be spent on anything other than necessities. Yeah. For a while, we qual- qualified for like government lunches and stuff at mm-hmm. school because my dad was laid off. And mm. but I never, I never felt that way. Yeah. You know.
1: And this is a point I don't know if I made, if, you know, a month or two ago when I was talking about dad. But uh, you know, having such a tough, tough childhood and. A tough, you know, life up Mm -hmm. until he became an adult and whatnot. Um, how easy would it have been for someone with a shitty childhood to just turn into a shithead themselves? Because that's that's kind of the drill, that's kind of the routine. It gets
0: passed on. I was beat up by my dad, you're getting beat up by me, and it's a cycle. And just
1: a total 180. Like, it would have been so easy for him to just be a shithead, but like, just a total 180 of like, well, to just have the. You know the wherewithal to be like, all right, I'm I'm gonna fight my way out of this, and you know uh-huh. when I have kids, it's gonna be completely different. And it was
0: being bigger than your surroundings. Yeah. You know?
1: So rest no, in peace, no, no, another, another, yeah, another,
0: <laughs> no, no, another good big up for old Don Stone.
1: I, I was thinking about him the other day, like, man, this is the time of year. Um, he wasn't a huge sports fan, but I he was a he was a football and baseball fan enough. I think by proxy because he knew me and my brother were both huge fans. But like Mm -hmm. every fall, no, even after I moved out and even moved out here, we always we had to figure out at least one Saturday, if not a couple. Like, all right, what are we going to be able to watch a game together this year? Like, he loved just Saturday afternoon. Georgia's playing Tennessee. Let's get some pizza. Let's get some wings and. Like, me and my brother joke about, like, he was from Tennessee, so he was always a Tennessee fan, but he was never, like, an informed fan. He was just like, yeah. Tennessee's going to be great this year. And my brother would be like, what's the name of their quarterback? <laughs> eh, I don't know, but they're going to be good. Doesn't matter. Yeah. they got a good eye for these kids. <laughs> doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, I, I will miss that this fall, like, because that was just such a uh, – just such a treat to just hang out with pops and watch a yeah, game. I know it's kind of cliche, like, hey, watching a game with my dad, but like he, he just really enjoyed it. Like you, know, you could tell, it wasn't even about the game. It was just like, hey, I'm glad my my boys are here, yeah. and, you know, get to see them, and you know, but uh so that's you know, that's gonna suck this year, but yeah. you know, moving on. It's part of life.
0: I know. Yeah, I never. I mean, obviously, I'm not a sports guy. I remember, you know how? Remember in gym class when they would have a written part of it mm-hmm. for. uh Basically, people like uh, dweebs, like me, who are just, uh, just. Dweebs co- is underused. Coordinationally I challenged. Yeah. Look at these dweebs. Yeah. Couldn't. Uh, not, I don't think you could see a funnier sight than having somebody explain a layup <laughs> and watching me try, like, all right, you're going to jump off with your right leg, uh-huh. your left uh-huh. knee will go up while your right arm goes up and kind of spins the ball a little bit. It's a lot of moving parts. And to have, yeah, no natural ability and just already dribbling is like, I may as well try to land on the fucking moon with what this is like walk and bounce a ball. Get the fuck out of here. And to try and do that up to the basket, and all the while, right leg, and then you jump, but your left knee goes up. And I look, it's like when you put a cucumber next to a cat, and they freak out because yeah. they think it's a snake. Uh-huh. That was me just getting up there and then just exploding with energy, spinning the ball too much. If it even hit the back, I was the kind of kid who would get the ball stuck behind the backboard. Be like, uh, coach. Coach, can uh, I get stuck? Uh, and so funny. I would have loved to have seen some video of you playing basketball. Just like, just in my head, just knowing like, right leg and then left knee and then right arm, and then I just look like I had a seizure under the basket. <laughs> so there was always a written exam for that kind of stuff. Oh man, for kids like me who are like, all right, if you'll get a C, uh huh, just do like what are the rules of basketball? And the one time we were like football, like, watch a football game and. Take note of all this stuff. And my dad doesn't watch football. He's like, well, <clears throat> my grandfather did, his dad. Uh-huh. He's like, well, <clears throat> take you over to Graymarion Pow Pows. That was her name, Graymarion Pow Pow. And you can sit with Pow Pow and watch a football game. And there's a man who's an ex-Marine from World War II, and that permeated his life. Like, yeah. to the day he died, he would still face up the groceries in the cupboard uh-huh. with, like, a, the label maker of dates when they bought him. Wow. In his underwear, clean ones in the back to rotate to the front. We were on a family vacation. My mom was like, why are you folding your clothes? We're on vacation. He's like, these are my dirty clothes. He was folding his dirty clothes. Folds to put, the dirties. Put back into the suitcase. Like, this guy was a Marine. Wow. I remember being fun. He was like a fun guy with the grandkids. But, oh, a task? Okay. Sit here and watch football. Football's three fucking hours to a kid who doesn't care. Yeah. And my grandfather, not vocal or excited, would just sit and watch it. Had his chair and just watch. Wouldn't react, uh-huh. but he would watch it. Who was his teams? Who did no he idea. Like? No idea. Where did he live? Chicago. He's probably a Bears fan. Maybe. I, I, I think he just, I think it was just the idea of battle. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just, like, I think it was just strategy. I yeah. Because then I have to, like, analyze it. And he's like, all right, handwrite all this out. So I'm handwriting all these pages. Now copy it. Why? Because there's a racer marks here, and you scratched it. Now rewrite the whole wow. thing. I was like, "This is terrible." And he wasn't being mean about it. Uh-huh. He's like, "You do something, you do it right." I'm like, "This is only so I can get a C in gym because I'm a physical idiot." <laughs> but anyway, so that's my experience with watching football. I hate, honestly. Mm-hmm last full I have been to two football games in my life. We went to that Rams game last year. Only yeah. my sister lives here now. Yeah. She was at the Bears Packers game at a bar in the valley. I'm like I'm like, how is it? Like, like she just ran like They just ran out of cheap tap beer and people are losing their minds. It's great. Like, if there's going to be a bar fight, I think I'd, I'd have her first next to me, then you, Dave. <laughs> Honestly, she's like, yeah, she's just into it, athletic, can handle yeah. all of it, gets it, loves competition, cheering, yeah. all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, if I fall off a skateboard by myself, nobody's around to make fun of me. So that's why <laughs> those are the sports I like. Yeah, Tegan does have that uh, get shit done yeah, mentality. Bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, she's very bro Yeah. So, anyway... I'd still go to a Rams game. That was a good time. Man,
1: we should go. There's a lot of fun. They're going to be really good this year. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was a good game we went to.
1: I, yeah, we talked. Yeah, about. we went to. Uh, they beat the uh, Super Bowl champs. The Saints, they beat right? they beat the Eagles. Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl that year. Yeah.
0: That was the game we saw with. I thought yeah. we saw with the Saints.
1: Did we see with the Saints? Why do I think it was the Eagles? I mean, I don't. I don't know. No, I think you're right. It was the Saints. I don't know why they. But hell I thought, thought they were the like Eagles. a good team. Yeah, too. they were. They, they, were good. they were undefeated in the season yeah. or something. I don't That's, really,
0: I Had a good time sitting there. I thought it was going to be more chotched up than it really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: no, it's always it's always a good time, Yeah. yeah. Football, yeah. baseball, especially ooh, this time of year, man. Baseball. Baseball's coming down to the playoffs. <laughs> Football's getting into full swing. This is the the most glorious time of the year. They got
0: wiener dog races in Long Beach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what else going on, man?
0: Uh, I don't. Uh, not much. Any else. shredding this week? I yeah, shredded a little bit yeah, yesterday. Got out, got out there on the hill. Got to keep your shreds up. Getting my, Riding with guys faster than me. Shout out to to my guy, Dylan. He was yeah. out there with me. Uh, so I was just trying to keep up with him. You know, you got to ride with people better than you. Yeah. So made all the way. Like the last turn of the entire trail system, I, I fucking ate it. Oh, really? Not bad, but just a dumb, like, slow rolled over a rock and just slipped out from under me. Ah. But, uh, hey, I, I get uh, superstitious. Hmm. Like where things are going... Just on uh, the highest tier, like things are going too well in life, mm-hmm. so I'm like something bad's got to happen. Yeah, like, you can't just enjoy it. I don't know if that's a Catholic upbringing or like you've you been can't... worried
1: about that for a few forever. Years now. No, forever. Well, no, but I, but I think what it does, years, you know, you've been yeah. everything's been going great. Yeah, I tell so, jokes for a living. So when? This shouldn't be when's allowed. it going to turn?
0: <laughs> but I think that also, in and in, and, uh, inversely it makes me appreciate things. Then I don't take it for granted like that. It, not if, but when it yeah. goes away, so better have a good time now Yeah. and uh, work hard to maintain it. But then I also feel like with bike riding, I'm always like I get a little leery if I've made it without a crash, mm-hmm. like a serious crash in a while. Hmm. Like, oof, there's always taxes to pay. Yeah. You got to pay your taxes. <laughs> and if I haven't paid the taxes in a while, so if I have little crashes like that kind of often, I'm like, uh-huh. All right. We're we're on a payment plan. Yeah. But if I haven't had one for a while, I'm like, oh, someone's going to lose a tooth. Mm. Someone's going over the bars. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not good enough to get myself into situations that hairy. It's more falling off the mountain. Not just falling down, going fast. It's just like, oh, I'm just putzing along. But some of these are like cliffside trails. Yeah. I got to knock on some wood, buddy. (laughs) Knock on a couple pieces of wood over here. All right. Oh man! What about you? Uh, I don't just know. Sitting in the heat, sweating up yeah. Katie's furniture. <laughs> went
1: uh, went to the driving range yesterday with our uh, old buddy B Dubs. Oh old, yeah, uh, Billy Wayne Davis. We uh, that's becoming one of our little routines. Just just get high and go go hit golf. Do you blocks. want to
0: commit to golfing?
1: No, I, I don't have any interest in playing golf. I
0: kind of want. To.
1: I mean, I get why people like it. I get you know it's outdoors. You're walking around, man. but. I I just don't have any interest right now. I think that's an old dude's thing. But I do like just going to the driving range. Yeah, dog. We're in our 40s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. We are getting kind of old. But, uh, nah, man. Not me. But no, I don't know. It's just, and it's such a yuppie thing.
0: But it's not, though. But it is. I think it is, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody,
1: I'm not going to put it this way. I'm not wearing a fucking visor. All right. I'm not wearing pink shorts and a visor.
0: So, part of me wonders how much is that is that people making fun of the fact that they're playing golf. Like, it's
1: less Like, thinking. ironically,
0: like, haha! look at my stupid I think outfit. I think, I think that is like, we're Some still to play golf, and we still want to be good at mm-hmm. it, but let's wear the dumb costume. <sighs> you know? It's like face paint at the football game. Like, I know it looks silly, but I'm, I'm, like, I'm in the mood to be as silly. Like, having been a caddy, there was a lot of dickheads out there. Mm-hmm. When were you a caddy? I didn't know that. Oh, in junior high. Okay. A couple summers. Huh. I was so bad at it. I was a cat. I was tiny. And it was always it was a classic like Caddyshack thing. Like, oh, here's a giant patent leather bag. Yeah. With a strap that's made out of fishing line that they just cut my arm off here yeah. at the clubhouse. And, so <laughs> I and I was so bad at it because I was small and I wouldn't keep up. And then the guys would try to talk to you. And I'm like, I don't give a shit about your life. Yeah. That then I became a four caddy, which meant you didn't even it's been they had the carts already. And you would just stand at the end of the hole and tell them where the balls went. Okay. It's like older guys. Yeah. Like, it's over. And I sucked at that so bad because they put me out there immediately. Again, it was like playing sign. I'm just looking at airplanes. Yeah. You know, I don't give a shit. Then I would get assigned to the carts that had these red flags on them. Literal red flags. uh uh-huh. Which meant that somebody had heart trouble. Oh, <laughs> There was wow. health problems. There were old net health problems. Interesting. So somebody might die. And it also meant they were only hitting the shit like 50 yards at a time so i didn't have to go halfway down the hole and spot balls for uh people on their last legs and uh (laughs) that was them i think that was the job's way of kind of trying to edge me out oh man which uh so that made me despise so they call
1: that a four caddy
0: yeah going before the uh, yeah but that made me despise golf but then i go to the driving range yeah i like the driving range yeah it's uh, it's
1: hard. It's a lot harder than it seems.
0: That's what I mean. And then you want to hone that skill down to like, and then to to putt. Yeah. Get on the green.
1: No, I yeah, you know, I don't want to shit on golf. I know I, I get why people do it. I just, eh, I'd rather, honestly, until I am like physically incapable of doing cooler stuff. Like I'd rather, I'd rather just go play baseball. Just get a couple buddies playing baseball. I like that. I like playing tennis, but just golf. just You're a tennis guy. Yeah, I used to be really good at tennis. Really. Yeah. In high school. I didn't play for the high school team, but I played all the time in high school. Like, I just had this group of buddies where, like, year-round, we just play tennis all All the time, and I got really good. And me and my brother would play all the time. Really, I would piss him off so bad because I learned to be like a finesse player. Like I learned how to put the little spins on the ball and learn how how to place it right. And he would just get so pissed. Like it's cheating. I'm like, it's not cheating. (laughs) You know, it's not cheating. Playing better, yeah. But like, I had all these little weird spin shots (laughs) and stuff, and it would just piss him off so much. And he'd throw his racket. And then, like tennis is much like golf in the sense that. Like it is frustrating. You know, even though with tennis you're playing an actual opponent, there's still an element of you're playing the racket and playing the ball and playing the court. Yeah. And like, oh man, we both just just lose our shit. Just every now and like once a game, just somebody just smashing a racket on the ground, throwing balls over the fence, like fuck this. It's going full surreal. Yeah, yeah. It was very uh That's very
0: frustrating the, bike, yeah, the bikes thing I don't get. Like you see the kids throw <laughs> it talking to Fairbanks Last night, because I was tired about like funneling my rage, like I beat up my computer. He's like, yeah, he's like my bones broken in my hand because I punched my skateboard about four months ago. But his friend was like, "It's good that you punched it. It's not another person." Yeah, you funnel like you gotta you gotta funnel your anger. Like anybody that just thinks that they're taking their anger and like, no, 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 I'm processing it into a fruitful. Emotion, like yeah you're not you're yeah. putting it somewhere
1: it's gonna come it's, out
0: yeah you're putting it somewhere it needs to come out you need to allow like i can understand almost that kind of like scream therapy or like why they have those plays you can go and just take a bat and smash up household items in a room which i think is something i really need to do mm-hmm. but um uh, yeah i don't know Mm. Should we talk about stuff? Might as well, man. Only 26 minutes in. Might as well get into it. Boogie monster, we'll get there.
1: <laughs> oh, you wanted to talk about... Uh... Finally
0: talking about that diet love pass. D- D-Y-A-T-L-O-V. That's one of those words you wonder if it's like a backwards thing. Well,
1: all, uh, all Russian words. Volta- yeah. Like that. A lot of Ys and Vs.
0: yeah. A little backwards are. Mm-hmm. So you read a book. Yeah, can you let's, believe it? Let's talk about you reading a book. I read Dead Mountain. Uh, Donnie Icar e i c h a r. Did you read the whole thing? Read the whole thing. Cover wow. to cover. There's pictures in it. Um, but we we were talking about this before, and uh, you know this uh, about this incident. It had come up. Some people, I think, had suggested it. Mm-hmm. I probably heard it on some other podcasts. It's a weird thing. Yeah, it was uh, 1959. Mm-hmm, some Russian hikers. They were university students, mm-hmm. which uh, at that day and age, you, you like. I forget what they call like sporting. Like you could major in sport. It was like looked at being, as being a well-rounded person if you were an adventurer hmm. and an explorer. And so they these, they were all experienced hikers mm-hmm. through their university, and they were celib- like They were doing things. This was, I think, a personal trip.
1: Yeah, they were uh, skiing or hiking to go ski. Yeah, yeah. There's nine of them
0: that yeah. went to go skiing. But it, they were also, you know, experienced hikers mm-hmm. throughout the university at that time. You know, it was post World War II, and there, there was. They are investing a lot, like, like there was a lot of proud Russian culture in the university. They were like, very proud of, like, being a well-rounded, mm-hmm. burly individual that could, you know, learn about the mountains and learn about the outdoors and, and that. So these were experienced hikers that went up. And uh, now this book, a lot of it covers their journey up there and who saw them along the way uh, to say that they're, you know, good spirits and just, you know, students. I forget uh, their age ranges, but... They with were the, in the uh, the Ural Mountains. In the Saudi. Ural Mountains, yeah, yeah. Except with the exception of one guy that I think was like forty who had joined them. For mm-hmm. they're all younger folks, you, you, younger virile mm-hmm. individuals, and they met uh, a questionable demise. Yeah, man, In these Ural Mountains. It was very far up there. They all died. I think. Yeah, but they were, they were categorized. Um, uh, you know, and I'm sorry. I read the book a while ago, but there are different categories of hiker. Oh really? And they were like the highest category. Oh okay. Like, like to just uh, like a, d- the Eagle Scouts of hiking. They, very much so. They yeah, whatever their their qualifications were mm-hmm. up there. And they went up there, and then they found that they they it went missing. Mm-hmm. They were accounted for. at The different spots they had to stop at. They, they, you know, there was one. I think they stopped at like a prison encampment for a minute. Was where they like the, there's, these were the scheduled stops to make mm-hmm. on the way up there. And then they hadn't heard from him for a while. And uh, they sent a search party. Mm -hmm. And that's where they found these hikers. And I think that's where we'll take it. Yeah. Saying these are experienced people. Went up there. Mm -hmm. uh, Their demise was unseemly.
1: Yeah. Um, Some weird shit happened. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, This is from... This is kind of the uh, findings after the police. Oh,
0: and I I should add that the author, I don't know, uh, old Donny Icar here, said he did meet some resistance and people wanting to talk about what their theories were, like people in, like Russians, Uh hesitant to discuss what they thought caused their demise. Because
1: there's a lot of different theories. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about what the scene looked like. Uh, Investigators Mm -hmm. found footprints in the snow of eight or nine people who were wearing socks, they found a single shoe, and uh, they found some prints that were barefoot. So they, fa- mm-hmm. they found prints from socks, from bare feet, and then one set of prints was just a guy with a single shoe. So um, the footprints, they led towards a dense forest, but disappeared after about 500 meters into the forest. Uh, the first two bodies that were found, they were men. They were barefoot, dressed only in their underclothes, mm-hmm. and they were found at the edge of the forest near the remains of a fire. Then the next three bodies, they found um, Dyatlov himself. He was the ex... Uh, Dyatlov. Mm-hmm. Dyatlov... Yeah, I don't know yeah, how to pronounce yeah,
0: that. Everybody knows what
1: The, the so. expedition leader, Dyatlov. Uh, they found his body and another man and another woman. And uh, they were found between the fire and the tent, suggesting that they had been trying to return to the tent. Mm-hmm. And uh, autopsies failed to find any evidence of foul play and... Uh, they just assumed that all five of these bodies died of hypothermia. Two months later, however... Yeah, I think I said five
0: hikers, and big it's nine hikers.
1: Yeah, nine hikers total, it. but they found these five first. Mm. Then two months later, they found the partially dressed bodies of four other people. Four members of the team were discovered in a, in a ravine not far from the first two bodies. Uh, these four people, they, feared, they appeared to have suffered traumatic pressure or crush injuries... And one of them, uh, the female, her tongue had
0: been ripped out. How fucking crazy is that? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so they find the five bodies, and then f- months later, they find the other yeah, four. Yeah, you know,
0: they're covered you know, covered with snow. Yeah, and-
1: they found them like, buried way underneath a bunch yeah. of snow. and
0: old Donnie here, the author, he was actually retracing their steps. He was going to go on the hike in the winter to see what it was like. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, you know, little, I think it was too much for him to follow through on. But now, now to some testimony, yeah, like, oh, their eyes were missing... They say that, you know, scavenging birds mm-hmm. and uh, what do they call those kind of birds that just prey on something that's already dead? Birds of prey? No. Cause Sca- oh, yeah. Like it's already, yeah. already it scavengers, like buzzards. Yeah. And there's a different term that I'm. Oh, okay. uh, But that, yeah, they go for the soft items. Uh-huh. So that could explain the tongue missing, hmm. eyes and stuff like that, that they'll go for soft tissue. Interesting. Especially if everything's freezing. Yeah. They're going to go for the soft bits. Uh-huh. So that explains why some of that. Uh, some of the bodies had, uh, was, it, was it radiation? Yes, that's, radiation. that's a curveball.
1: They're wondering where the hell this radiation came and, from. And
0: people were seeing, correct me if I'm wrong, seeing like bursts of light in the area. Absolutely. The previous hikers had seen odd bursts of light. F- big old fireballs. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it was reported that eyewitnesses... In the Ural Mountains, they saw fast-moving balls of fire in the night sky around the time of this incident.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think there was like indigenous people there that had, mm-hmm. that they interviewed and said that yeah they would see. Some people were going UFOs.
1: Some people think UFOs. Other people think it might have been a Soviet missile or rocket
0: testing. That's that's where I lean on this whole thing. Really? Because then also yeah, there, there's evidence that they cut themselves out of their tent, mm-hmm. you know, the tent that they found, their tent was set up with their stuff inside their shoes and everything inside and what would cause them to run out of their tent panicked without shoes, without the, and it was cut from ads. the inside. It's cut from the inside out. Wasn't that
1: it? Yeah, I, I believe so. It, yeah.
0: Why would you, why would
1: you cut the tent from the inside rather than unzip it? Does that mean quick getaway? Like- uh,
0: that's what I'm saying. Was there something on the side of the tent with the opening that huh. caused them to leave in a hurry? Maybe they thought someone was outside of their tent, and that was the sneakier way to get out. Because so, I mean, It's a pretty sizable tent for yeah. nine people to camp in it. Yeah. Probably, I mean, we're in a garage right now. I would assume it's got to be something about this big. You yeah. Know. Maybe, I'll say, you got your old g- Russian government officials or the, the military on one side. Maybe mm-hmm. you think you could sneak out. Yeah. You do have time to put boots on or anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, think about how, mm-hmm. what a scary incident it must be yeah. when you're bolting and not even bringing your shoes yeah
0: maybe we sneak out they'll leave we can get back in there and get mm. your stuff so maybe that's an idea what happened hmm I think I think they stumbled into like some government secrets really that go, that I mean if there's any history, I mean look at right now one of the guys from pussy riot got poisoned they just charged they just found the two other guys that uh, poisoned that British spy just two Russians. Just two mm-hmm. Russian dudes. No, we just were on vacation to see a cathedral. Yeah. Like, that's the the guys they think they poison them. Russia has no qualms about silencing those they think need to be silenced. Yeah. You know, they're not going to take a legal action to keep hush him up. Like, well, mm-hmm. oh, here's a report. Uh, here's orders that say cease and desist. Like, they'll just kill you.
1: Man, there's a new documentary. I can't remember the name of it, but it just came out about... Russia's involvement with the 16 election. Yeah. And, like, it looks good. Like, there's no – and, of course, that's kind of been top of the headlines for a couple years now. But, Mm -hmm. like, it's almost so prevalent now that, like, I don't even – I just tune out. But, like – they're probably involved in all kinds of shit with our government.
0: What is it with conspiracy theorists that want to believe that Pizzagate was real, but you don't want to believe that Russia bought our election? Great point. You want to believe that they were uh, <laughs> fucking boys at the basement of a pizza shop in Washington, D.C., but the very real thing that has evidence, like, no, nope, yeah, everybody just can't handle it. Trump is crushing it. Like, If you're a conspiracy theorist, don't you have to apply that curiosity to all the conspiracies? Except for the ones that prove that your guy is shitty. Not that we're trying to make... This isn't a political podcast. No. But like we said before, we know where we fall mm-hmm. with, the, with things. Like You're not going to believe that theory. The one that they're yeah. investigating and is very true.
1: <laughs> that mentality is so interesting of just... And we've talked about this before and again. We're not a political podcast, but like... Mm. And this isn't an original thought. I heard this from somebody, but it made sense to me. Like, okay... I'm not going to blame you too much for voting for Trump. You know, If you're a farmer, you thought Hillary was going to tax the shit out of you or do whatever. Mm-hmm. If you thought financially voting for Trump was going to help you, okay, that's fine. But uh, two years later with all the fucking shenanigans, you're still just, uh-uh, nope, uh-uh. You can't admit like, well, okay, may I voted for him, but maybe he's a little whatever. Like, But just this blind 100% loyalty of like, nope, uh-uh, he can do no wrong.
0: Yeah because you're That's a, scary. A, a racist that is hoping for a white America again and he is going to lead you to it. Jeez. That's what you're thinking. Like, yeah, no, yeah. That, that's right. We're scaring you.
1: That being said, let me address. I got a, a message from a guy. It was a pleasant enough message, but he was uh, when I was talking. Well, I was defending Skinner mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Oh, I don't know if it mentioned. Like, are they racist? Um, well, he's just like they're racist because they did uh, they they did the Sean Hannity Freedom Tour or something. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm just talking about original early Skinnerd. And they're, Not, I gotta pay for my nine houses. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the guys now. I'm sure. I mean, one of their late albums was called "Gods and Guns." So yeah, I get that they're probably on the conservative lean side it, right lean now.
0: Leaning into their fan base, but
1: just the uh, the way this guy phrased it, he was like, "They're racist because." they did the Sean Hannity Freedom Tour. I'm like, eh, that's... Racist it. by association. I mean, you know, well, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a Sean Hannity fan, but I'm saying you can't just label somebody a racist. Like, maybe they needed yeah. the gig, you know? I mean, how many gigs but have it, you done where you're like, if somebody... I don't know. That's it, okay. Well, that's, it, <laughs> that's a slippery slope to just slap racist onto everything.
0: All right, well, that's my thing. It's like, well, the Third Reich had accountants, too. Yeah. They know who they work for. That's true. That was my old joke. Oh, tough! Try to find a non-Jewish accountant. <laughs> but like, all right, well, how far removed do you get to be before somebody's like, "Oh, they're just working,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? No, just c- following orders. But like, all right, your affiliation with somebody, you know, where do you stand on your? your mm-hmm. Where do you stand your ground on your affiliation with somebody who's like, "Oh, but I got to work, I got to feed my family." Mm-hmm. All right, at what cost, you know? What it what what belief you know
1: but if we're going to just label you know if if we're if everybody's racist by proxy or yeah. you know like I don't know I just think that's dangerous to just oh they're racist because they did this guy's show yeah so, you know and, again, I'm not defending – I mean, the, there's a good chance they are. They named an album Gods and Guns, and I don't yeah. know what the current lineup – I don't know what any of their political stances. But just my point is I was talking about original Scannard and their, their usage of the Confederate flag, like – It's just more to it. You got to dig a little deeper than just automatically (laughs) just slap that racist. Yeah, take it from
0: the boogie monster. You got to dig a little deeper, you know, (laughs) like what we do. Well, (laughs)
1: I'll dig a little deeper on this topic. Hey, good transition. Here's another theory that some people think might be responsible. Um, I mean, they're in the Ural Mountains in northwestern Soviet Union, way up in high elevations, Mm -hmm. snow everywhere. It's
0: going to be Bigfoot.
1: What about old Mr. Yeti? What if there was Mr. Yeti came strolling yeah. by and needed a snack, or was
0: defending his territory? Yeah, but now you got to admit that that uh, that uh, form of Sasquatch is violent. Well, I mean, he's a wild beast. So that go against the, is he? Yeah, I thought he was this hyper intelligent, can elude every man, can get away from. Maybe the Russian one's just dumb, mm-hmm. you know. But, but he can he can, get, he can escape every single captor in the Pacific Northwest, but. Nine fucking idiots in Russia wander up <laughs> into the completely desolate mountains into the one place where they scare a Yeti? You never know. I, yeah. we, we just don't know. We don't I, know their behavior. I think we do.
1: <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> I think it could be. Uh, well, they found uh, they found a picture on one of the victim's cameras. They thought it was them screwing around. And it, it doesn't look like a Yeti. It looks like the proportions no, are... More of, uh, of a man. It's. Uh, they it's made just... a lot
0: of joke pictures. They were like friends. This was a group of like silly friends. There was like all these accounts of them singing songs and getting a lot of, like.
1: Okay, but what about, okay, so they're making jokes. Do you have the info about uh, one of their journals where they wrote, somebody had written, I'm paraphrasing, but well, at least now we know that the Abominable Snowman is real. Did you come across that in the book?
0: Yeah, because I think they wrote that and took a funny picture.
1: Okay, so you think that's in jest? Very much so. Hmm.
0: Very much so. I think it's in jest. But how do we know? Because that's how you would respond Mm -hmm. to uh, Bigfoot, is just writing like, I guess we know it's real.
1: Well, you might want to write it in your journal in case I get eaten
0: by this thing tomorrow. No, that's them. They were silly. They were fun youngsters. (laughs) They were goofing around. Uh, they were. There's always these pictures of them just smiling. Really, being uh, goofballs, yeah. Hmm. Look at them. Look at them here. All look at them. All just silly, being fun. Look at them, the jovial individuals. And I'm sorry, we sh- I should have done this one right after I read the book because I forgot a lot of the info on it. Uh-huh. But there was a lot. Just, just as far as like, the. Search efforts were kind of botched and stalled by a lot of people, and you know, so they weren't.
1: Well, let's go back to the radiation. What? Okay. Why would they be contaminated with radiation?
0: That see, that's where I think, and also, what's interesting is the one the one guy who had um, really bad arthritis turned back, and mm-hmm. that's who he interviews a lot in this book. Oh, okay. Because he was going to go on, he was part, but he had such bad arthritis he couldn't go through with the trip, so he had to bow out at a certain point. He's the one survivor of the wow of the group, <laughs> but I'm that's I think I think they stumbled across nuclear tests nineteen fifty nine. It's the height of the Cold War. You want to test nuclear stuff? You're going to do it out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You got big old balls of fire that they're that people are seeing. Mm-hmm. They got close enough that maybe there's some rudimentary radiation from that, and you have uh, perhaps a a military patrol out there in the area, if that's Mm -hmm. what they're doing, testing, going hikers, and they saw what we're doing, just kill them. We're in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's going to know it's us. Just take them out. Hmm. That's the theory I side with more. I don't think it's paranormal. But the fact that nobody knows is the spooky part of it. But I think that's what happened. Wonder how the if that were the case, then,
1: you know, there's no, there were no bullet wounds. I mean, do they...
0: Maybe, well, maybe they came across them and they ran off into the, you know, like, maybe that's the thing. They... Stumbled upon their tent. They cut. They freaked out. They some one person had like a crushed skull, mm-hmm. but I think there was like his falling injuries. Mm. The way someone was like found crumpled up in this after the snow thaw and everything. Uh, yeah, I think they maybe they maybe they freaked out and ran out of the tent. They saw there heard about some ball of fire, and. Somebody had a razor. I'm just immediately cut the tent and ran out. Hmm. You see a big flashlight on that side of the tent and yeah. they just ran out, not knowing what it is. Yeah. You get disoriented. If there's a blizzard, you can't see your way back. It's not like they had a fire or anything light in their way. Mm-hmm. You could easily get disoriented.
1: Yeah, that's true. Here's another theory that's uh, in your book. Um, Cause I'm reading notes about the book and uh, there's a scientific theory that uh, maybe these skiers were driven to hysteria by this thing called infrasound, uh, infrasound waves caused by a weather phenomenon known as, I know I'm mispronouncing this, Carman, Carman Vortex Street. In simple terms, Carman Vortex Street, it's an oscillating pattern that emerges when a fluid or gas flows around a suitably shaped object. Uh, when this occurs on such a large scale, these wind patterns can theoretically theoretically generate very low-frequency sound waves that have been blamed for harmful psychological symptoms in human
0: beings. That was the thing. that is that what they thought was happening in the Cuban embassy or the American embassy in Cuba? <clears throat> they I thought know. it was like sound terrorism because uh-huh. they were coming down with headaches and feeling ill, and it turns out it could be a natural phenomenon. I told you that's what people think. Ghosts, that um, that kind of vibration was happening in hotel air conditioning systems. Really? And they think, I don't know if it's this particular one, but the, it was a vibration that not only is going to make sounds, but also can vibrate the fluids of your body, including your you know, your, your tears, your ocular mm-hmm. nerve endings, to where you think you're seeing apparitions. But it's wow. really this low-frequency vibration. And they realize, oh, this could explain why people are seeing ghosts in one particular hotel huh. if the air conditioning units hit a certain... Thanks. see this is why you should be into air conditioning and make you see ghosts that's true um, But what just from the winds of the area like
1: yeah um, the author uh, he argues that such a phenomenon may have occurred uh, at extremely high wind conditions the night of the incident resulting uh, the resulting bombardment of the skiers by infrasound waves uh, might have induced severe panic and caused them to flee the safety of their tent. And that's, uh, that's what drove them out of the tents. Or like of-
0: two people ran out, other people chased them. The fact mm-hmm. that all of them got it at the same time, though, that's, yeah. that's saying that everybody's body reacts the same way to something. I don't think that's... Mm-hmm.
1: Another theory, this one seems to be, uh, by some people, the most believable, is just a good old-fashioned avalanche. Avalanche may have came and crushed everybody. <laughs>
0: Who knows? They heard these noises. They thought it was an avalanche, but it's still like they're cutting themselves, assuming they cut mm-hmm. the tent. Because mm-hmm. I think, let me look again. It was cut from, they said, the inside out, mm-hmm. I believe. Right? Is that what it yeah, it was here? cut
1: from, from inside. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Uh, so maybe that, yeah, if they thought an avalanche was coming from one direction. How scary would that be? a damn avalanche
1: you ever seen any video uh like well shot <laughs> video of an avalanche there's one of um one of these i've been getting a lot of these videos of like near death like people who almost got hit by a train or almost got hit by a car Yeah. there's one of a skier skiing down this huge mountain in front of the about avalanche. 20 yards ahead of an avalanche and you my question is like while he's skiing you can't really tell because it's a long shot the vantage point but i wonder if he even
0: knew like that, oh i'm sure i mean you hear, he could, it. hear it here there's yeah. A sound yeah
1: i guess so yeah the,
0: you would hear I'm a thing i mean i've never been involved in an avalanche but i think there's a sound
1: but it's a crazy video this the skier just just hauling ass down a mountain and literally like 20 yards behind him it's just this giant avalanche and I think but once then, he got to the bottom, he peeled off
0: in another direction and was saved, but yeah. Wouldn't there be evidence of it? Evidence of an avalanche? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how, I, like, don't you see where it started? Isn't there less snow where it used to be? I guess if you've never, weren't measuring the snow in the first place, you don't yeah. know. And if it's snowing a lot up there, I don't know if it just, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, 24 hours later. Or they heard, heard some tell. sort of nuclear explosion, thought it was an avalanche. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm. I don't know. I like, I like my theory. Yeah, I mean, I think it's those Russians. They're, they're shutting people up. So do
1: you think that they the Russians murdered these folks or they got spooked by the Russians, ran off into the woods and got hypothermia? and died? I think
0: that's it. I think they panic. Something caused them to panic and leave the tent and mm-hmm. in, in, like through cutting it open. Um, <clears throat> maybe they didn't all cut it. Maybe somebody was f- fighting with the flap, trying to get out the front. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no time. And somebody cut the other side out. But to leave all their boots and everything, that means, yeah, you're leaving in a panic. You're not mm-hmm. thinking, like, oh, sh- we got to get out of here. They ruled out the fact that it wouldn't be, they were experienced. how it wouldn't be like gas from the stove or the oven they were, they were using mm-hmm. to cause them to go nutty and get out of there. Yeah. I think they ruled out that that wasn't the case. Yeah, that didn't. Had- um, and there's food ready. Like, they were making food. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's food ready to go. That's always yeah. weird when you find. You just like, can't believe somebody would run off without eating? There, I read some story. <laughs> it's a whole sandwich here. I mean, no matter what goes on, have a little nosh. You're going to need your energy.
1: But years ago, I read some story about uh, people who go out in the desert and hike and mm. then uh, die of dehydration and, and the yeah. elements and stuff. But they they were talking about how a high percentage of the bodies or the victims they find out in the desert still have mm. a jug of water. Mm. Like, they'll find people who have... Later determined this person died of, of dehydration, but yet he still had half a gallon of water in his jug. Because
0: and you think you could, this, you're you saving it for later? The psychology of that, yeah. The same way,
1: like, most pets, like, I, you know, I've had pets and cats and dogs, and mm-hmm. when I'm gone all day, they won't finish their food. They'll eat most of it, but, like, if it's a day where... Because like, they don't
0: know where it's coming next. Exactly.
1: But I, my cat, Harvey... Mm-hmm. Harvey, he just eat that shit anyway. Like, Harvey just eats all his shit. Like, it's like we'll be gone for Harvey's
0: fight. not a survivor. Uh, uh, no, he's not a survivor. He's been over-domesticated.
1: He, 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 where the other cat is like, no, nah, I'm not going to... Yeah. I don't want to have zero food and and them not be home yet. Harvey's just... I, he'll fucking eat it.
0: I can understand how that mentality settles in. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, no, when I really need it, I'll take it. Like, no, now you really need it. But yeah. mentally, you're out of whack. Just like we are saying, like how hypothermia, they were finding people... Strip down in mountains like in snow. It's because hypothermia could lead you to be, like your mind short circuiting and thinking you're overheating. You yeah. pull off all your winter clothes and you die.
1: You've gone hiking mm-hmm. or camping uh, a couple of Thanksgivings ago. You went camping in the snow. Yeah, well, I How hiked up
0: like? in, uh I was in Sequoia. <clears throat> it was weird. I mean, thinking about losing orientation, though, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, especially like where they are kind of, it's all just white out. Yeah. So even if they did run out in a panic and then, oh, shit, it wasn't what we thought it was. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's dark, I forget what the moon cycle was, if they had that or if it was cloud cover. And now you're looking for your friends. You hear your friends over there, but wind and echoes can play tricks on you You know about where sound is coming from, oh, well, let's go look that way because we think so-and-so's lost over there. Now you're lost on top of looking for somebody else that might not even be over there because of the way the wind is carrying someone's panicked voice from over here. Mm -hmm. And they say somebody like they they were, I don't know if they felt like deadfall from a tree, they were under a tree. Some people had made a fire. Something spooked them out of the tent, and then they got disoriented, and that's what I think happened. Mm. But camping in the snow, it was uh, spooky, and I think it was a, not a full moon, but a pretty almost full moon, and it was very eerie. How cold did it get at night? Do you remember? It was... I run hot. That's why I like the air so much anyway. And I was <clears throat> prepared with long underwear and everything. So I wasn't... It wasn't ice cold. The one time I went years ago with a buddy, like all our water froze, and it was like, whoa, oh, this is... But it's also kind of neat. oh, you only camp when it's warm and you're partying, drinking around. Like, no, this is, I'm going to sleep in the snow. Having to go pee was weird. Like, I just, my boots, Mm -hmm. boots and long underwear, like a real Elmer Fudd dipshit out there. (laughs) Like, oh, man, don't, don't let the bears attack me like this. Let me have some
1: pants on. Oh, man. It's funny. That's funny we're talking about this. I'm rewatching Sopranos right now. I do it about once a year. Mm -hmm. I'll just watch the whole thing.
0: That's a lot of. I love it so much. That's a lot of television.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, you
0: know. How many episodes you watch in a day?
1: I watch one or two at night.
0: Before oh, I go really? To bed. So when just, I was going through Breaking Bad, I'd crush about four or five. Yeah, or I, I don't. That's
1: why I don't binge watch stuff. Like, well, that's why I'm reluctant to start new shows. Everybody's like, "Oh, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch that." But I, I don't want to get sucked into the binge. I don't want to sucked into the binge. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to sit there for eight Dave hours. Dave Stone sucked into the binge. But I was watching the one the other day. I forgot what season it was. Where. Um, paulie and christopher are down in pine barrens in south new jersey oh yeah Old, and they got uh, this jersey rush- devil yeah Old they got the this devil. russian guy that they thought they had killed and they put him in the trunk and oh uh, and he wanders off he well yeah they they're he's they they get down there they open the trunk oh shit he's still alive so uh they march him out into the woods and, and they make him dig his own grave yeah. and while he's doing that he pops one of them with a shovel runs off but now they're looking for him out in the middle of nowhere, one, snow yeah, yeah. everywhere. And Tony's on the phone relaying information. Mm-hmm. And he says that uh, this guy's a, he's a Russian dude, but he's ex-military. Yeah. And uh, he used to work for the uh, Interior of Defense. And during a war, he killed 16 Chechen rebels. <laughs> and then Polly relays that to Christopher. He goes, this guy killed 16 Czechoslovakians. He was an interior decorator. <laughs> and then Christopher goes, his it looked like shit. <laughs> I just love how stupid those guys are.
0: He's an interior so, decorator. Somebody was just talking about that, and like they never found that guy, right? Never found. He him. He just
1: went away. That's he went a weird. They shot him. The f- you could see that Christopher yeah. shot him, and it got him in the head. Like a little blood splatter popped up. Yeah. but he kept running.
0: So, uh, speaking of Chechens, I don't know if it's Chechens or in the in the show Barry on HBO. Whoever i those that's great. But whoever the two like Eastern European mob guys are. Uh-huh
1: real funny real funny real funny dudes I heard that's a good show yeah Steven Root's in that yeah I
0: yeah. love Steven Roots. also what the fuck with the digging your own grave thing the minute you're like dig yeah. your own no shoot me fuck you yeah. you dig it yeah <laughs> who's what sucker bet yeah well oh, if I dig it you'll let me go no you're digging your own grave yeah no, suck my dick you do it <laughs> <laughs> fucking dig my own grave who are these you yeah. deserve to die you dug your own grave yeah. dipshit yeah you're gonna- they're getting shot anyway yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But,
1: all right, so yeah. you think it was the, the KGB? I think it was the I would the dig
0: it weird. I would dig it like a square so I wouldn't fit in it right. <laughs> or I'd just dig one hole real deep so you got to get me in there up and down, you know? Like a fence post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got some post hole diggers. It's just real wide but only a foot deep. You want it done right, you do it yourself. That's what I was taught, dig my own Oh, grave.
1: that's so funny. Oh, God.
0: Anyway, I, well, think, right. I think there's nuclear stuff that accounts for the radiation. They got spooked by it. Maybe there was Russian troops out there monitoring it. They got disoriented. They froze. Hmm.
1: Well, all right, then. Makes sense to me.
0: But a good read. Book was a good read. The mm-hmm. guy, you know. Really follow the, followed the footsteps of the hikers, talking with the guy who had arthritis, couldn't make it on the trip, and some of the other inside information. I mean, some of these books get a little hokey, and they get a little bit like, you could tell they're trying to fluff it out. This is an informative book, the guy really, mm-hmm. he, uh, he walked the walk, he talked the talk.
1: Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, this has always been one of those. Uh, a lot of people have suggested this topic, and that's mm-hmm. one that's been in my peripheral. Well, but, here's uh, the half
0: assed version we promised you, everybody.
1: <laughs> I think it was a Yeti. You think it was. Uh, oh, Dave thinks everything's a Yeti. It's probably a Yeti.
0: Bad, bad, bad. You can't prove it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: Probably. <laughs> So what else going on, buddy? Anything to plug? This comes out uh, today is October second. Is it? Yeah.
0: Oh man, how time flies! <laughs> Feels like just yesterday was September thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it away. Um, October what? October second. Oh, tomorrow I'll be at the Punchline in Sacramento. Oh. And then I'll good. be at Cobb's in San Francisco all weekend. Nice. And then I'll be in Santa Cruz on. Sunday at a place I can't remember the name of. And after that, I'll be bike riding around Santa Cruz. So if you want to go mountain biking, I'll be out there. Well, that's cool. And if you happen to live in uh, eastern Oklahoma, you know that hotbed. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a casino gig at a Cherokee Indian casino in West Siloam Springs, Oklahoma.
1: I don't I hope it's a ticketed event. I'll,
0: I'll try my best. Guys.
1: I've done so many of those old casino gigs where like I'm sure yours is we're You're going to see Kyle.
0: playing Cane. over the one arm bandits yes i'm it's
1: literally a room. Where there's just comedy. Comedy happens in this room, and people there's no tickets. People just mosey in and out, probably, and they're all pissed because they're lo- they've lost their money. It's and probably like, gonna be who's dead. this asshole? Some of the worst gigs I've ever done were in casinos.
0: But, yeah, even my agent was like, "This, look at how much they want to pay you to do this." Yes, yeah. I'm not telling you you should. It's a casino gig. We yeah. both know what that means. Yeah, but. If people are there, I will try my darndest. <laughs> I'm not going to go all the way out to Eastern, to Oklahoma, just to mm-hmm. phone it in. But I'm also going to try and add some dates in Oklahoma City, maybe Albuquerque, to round out, to round out the uh, trip. Well, so that sounds stay funny. tuned. But otherwise, hey, tomorrow, Sacramento, myself, San Francisco, Santa Cruz, Dave. What are you doing?
1: Nothing to promote. Uh, this week, I'm driving a U-Haul trailer from Worthen, Georgia, to Georgetown, mm. Indiana.
0: Oh, mo- mo- moving, moving my the, mom up to, mom's uh, up there,
1: essentially Louisville, but uh, they're really? going to live right across the line, right across the state line in Indiana. So yeah, I'll be doing that this weekend. So anybody, anybody... I thought
0: Cincinnati was across from Louisville.
1: No, uh-uh. Cincinnati is on the border of Kentucky and Ohio, but not Louisville. Some smaller city.
0: That's not the airport that you fly into to go to Louisville. I think Louisville has its own airport. Hmm. Cincinnati's
1: not far from Louisville, but I think it's like an hour and a half. But it's not, uh, they're not right there.
0: Going to the map.
1: Yeah, Cincinnati's definitely on the uh, Kentucky-Ohio border, but not where Louisville's at. So yeah, anybody in uh, right. Georgetown, Indiana want to hang out this weekend, uh, holler at me. Tell me where the good hot spots to, to get some local Georgetown,
0: fare. Indiana. I'm trying to look at where this, across from Louisville. I think I did some tubing down there. Oh yeah? Some old-fashioned river tubing. Maybe it was a Palmyra. Where was I? It's fun to see, uh, to go river tubing and then just tube right past a uh, an old junkyard where you could tell where the new cars came in. Oh. They would just push them all back with a bulldozer because the old cars were just going into the river. Oh, wow. So you see like old Fords and stuff from the 50s with just oil rainbows around it. We're just tubing. Like- How is that okay? Wow. Ain't that America? Just push it into the river. That's that's that stuff, uh, old Johnny Cougar Mellon Camp sang about. That's that's the pink houses, Those gas rainbows in your tubing river. John Mellon camping trip. <laughs> what was that? When when all the band, like when the band trends were like making fun of, uh, they had John Cougar concentration camp. Yeah. And I think they, yeah. they got sued out. Yeah. Ario Speed Dealer. Yeah. What were some <laughs> others? Uh, Oh man, there was a few I think in in uh, in uh uh high fidelity Jack Black's band name for a while was a uh, Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Yeah. I was like that's a good one. Uh
1: there's a <clears> Dale <throat> J- Dale Earnhardt
0: Jr. Jr. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But just the funny make fun of them names. I saw I just saw something on uh, I hate that I go on Reddit now cuz like at first I was like, oh this is fun. There's weird stuff that comes up and you go now I'm like uh this is all just tr- yeah. trash, but somebody Wrote, I like took a Papa John's pizza box And crossed out Papa and wrote Elton And then just put sunglasses on his face With an earring and it looks just like <laughs> that's, that's pretty good Sometimes the internet still gives you a little fun Little nugget of good times That's a good one there Just look up sugar gliders If you're having a bad day You don't agree with what's going on in politics Look up sugar gliders It'll make you happy What is it? Give me a, give it's, me like a it's like a little flying squirrel Oh wow Yeah they're adorable That sounds great Yeah a couple Little Shiggy G's All right. All right, Dan. Holla at your boy. The Boogie Monster.